ask if we're ready to go you just hit record uh there's been a couple times where i've done that and something hasn't worked (laughs) in the last little while so it's still going to be the secret everyone's ready to go but then all of a sudden it's like haha and we're live welcome to the show yeah speaking of which welcome to another episode (laughs) so this week we have kevin hello we have ryan hello and we have Snow Pop. Yeah. Snow Pop. Snow Pop. Snow Hawk cosplay. Well, I know it's been a while since you've seen me, but God, get the name right. That's his K pop uh, name. K-pop. I'm like. Yeah, actually, that would be a K pop name. <laughs> hey, um, don't ruin my brand. God damn it. <laughs> hey, K pop's popular right now, man. I, I don't know what K pop is. Yeah, Korean you know what? Pop, that's the Korean pop music scene. Yeah, if you could sing big white dude like you and oh, Korean yeah. pop music, you'd be something different and special. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> be the, making the rap tons of money. One of the biggest K-pop bands in the world came to Barry and to go like one of the grocery stores or some crazy oh. shit. Uh-oh. Hey, buddy. Uh, I'm just recording a podcast. Can I call you back later? Unless you want to be on the podcast. No, <laughs> no worries. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> I tried calling him earlier. Oh. That for uh, listeners, that was Alex James of the Composers podcast calling me back. We could have put him on speakerphone. There we go. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Alex. <laughs> we, we we've been trying to work out an episode where I would appear on their show, but it, it's it, it's been interesting trying to figure it out. Um, so, uh, yeah, Ed's here because we haven't seen him in a while and he's, he's been traveling and stuff and, and I got a lot of shit to get off my chest. Yeah. Oh, and Jesus. This, this also ends up being like a, a shoot the shit episode because, uh, there hasn't been a lot of movies that we've all seen. I know Ed's seen Joker, so we can finally get a little bit of a review of that in. And I saw Dark Fate. Well, that's right. You saw oh, Terminator. I yeah. still haven't seen. I actually do want to see it. I just haven't had a chance to. And I have a sneaky suspicion I'm not going to until it's mm. video on demand or Netflix or something. Yeah. Well, because Knives Out comes out this weekend, and I really want to see that. And I've been told I'm seeing Frozen Two, so that's two <laughs> movies. That's that is a movie that I have seen. Is Frozen Two? Mm-hmm. I did see that. Oh, okay. Well, Dark Fate comes out on Blu-ray and DVD on January twenty eighth. Wow, that fast? Yeah. I got the full list of them. I, I, I saw you pull it out of your pocket, but wow, that's a that's a fast turnaround. Yeah. Just like Joker. Where's that list from? Uh, I got it from Cinema One. Yeah, oh, okay. So Rambo Last Blood comes out December 17th. Yeah, right before Christmas. Joker comes out January 7th. Um, let's see here. Actually, She-Ra Seasons 1, 2, and 3 comes out on DVD next week. 
that the Netflix it's series? Be the yeah. Netflix, yeah. Netflix series. Because the just, original series was only two seasons. And mm-hmm. they just re-released those yeah, like a sets, couple weeks yeah. ago. They mm-hmm. did those, He-Man, and uh, Voltron. The same company's mm-hmm. got the rights to like all of them. Oh, okay. So Dark Fate comes out January 28th, and... Charlie's Angels comes out February 18th. Oh, the new one that hasn't yeah. been released yet, or no. did it come out? It, no, it came out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't hand you the, the DVD uh, as you're walking out. The, uh, the director <laughs> for uh, us. blamed uh, guys not liking female action heroes, to which Wonder Woman stood up and went, "Hey, over here!" <laughs> and then she blamed the lack of press on the movie, and she she just sort of. Started throwing out yeah. reasons why nobody saw it. I'm sure the press one might be accurate because you didn't even know it came out. Yeah, so. I knew it. There was a Charlie's Angels yeah. movie. It was but... a, well, we've mentioned it like eight or nine times, and every time it's been, I think it pops up in the news a little bit, uh-huh. and one of us goes, "Oh yeah, that I'm movie's that coming movie. out," yeah. and none of us saw it. Well, also the other one on my list here. January 14th, Zombieland Double Tap. Nice. That, that seems that's... really early, too, but I guess the turnaround's getting shorter gonna and say, shorter these Terminator days. Terminator opened when? November 4th. November 4th, and it's just coming out January 28th? Yep. Doing my quick math, Zombieland barely Double... three months yeah. from uh, that, opening in the theater uh, to out on home video. I think that's pretty much the average now is three to four months, unless it's something yeah. like that... Hits in towards award season, or is going to stay another. in theaters that long? Like yeah. Endgame, Endgame, or even yeah. that. Although I, that was out by the end of the summer, about wasn't four it? Four months, three yeah, months. It was before September that Endgame was on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, like we digress from. Oh yeah, well, home so, video releases, <laughs> VHS releases. Yeah. So <laughs> let's start off like we do every episode with the news. The news. Well, last week we mentioned that new Harley Quinn cartoon because we had that fancy new uh, trailer. Yes. Yep. And then I went home that night and I was watching TV and saw a commercial showing that it is coming to Adult Swim in Canada. Oh, so oh, it good. will be on cable if you have cable in Canada. Is Adult Swim Teletoon or is that a no, different it's channel? It's its own channel. Yeah. It, oh. it was Teletoon. Yeah. Teletoon, at least on my satellite subscription, the channel for Teletoon turned in. Actually, it disappeared and then became. No, wait a minute. No. No, it used to sorry. be Adult Swim was became a brand new channel. Okay, yeah. there's just so many oh, like yeah. kids channels in Canadian cable now. Yeah, and then, that I don't know where anything is. And right now, as we record this, uh, Adult Swim is on free preview. Okay, on Rogers at least. It, it does make sense because Adult Swim, at least the American version, is a Turner company, which means it is a Warner Brothers company. Yeah, so that, that there you get that synergy there. Because yeah. I know there's also car- we also get Cartoon Network. Yeah. There is a Cartoon Network. I don't know if it's the same as the American one. There's Teletoon. There's YTV. Yeah. There's is YTV still exist? Yeah. yeah. There's okay. just there's Nickelodeon Canada. There's Disney, Disney XD, Disney, Disney, XD, Ho- you know, Disney, Disney Junior. Film. Yeah. And then they're all owned by the same company, from what I can tell. Well, they're that's a, that's the other chorus. thing is when you, yeah is that they're technically not the same as the states because right. they're licensed right. by. Yeah. The uh, the chorus, but the the big company up here. So, but hey, at least we still get to see Rick and Morty, and now we'll get to see Harley Quinn. Yeah. Ooh. Speaking of Rick and Morty, yeah, I just called up the Adult Swim website to see if I could figure <laughs> out what, what channel it. I, if I get it, I don't know. 
You don't have. Do you have Rogers? Or you I have Rogers. I have oh, Rogers. You probably. Well, you get up into like the three. And up oh, why we channels as high as nine hundred? Then you get it. Um, okay. Uh, oh, Godzilla and King Kong news. It's been pushed back. <clears throat> Godzilla versus King Kong has been pushed back eight months. It was supposed to be coming out March thirteenth. It will now be released November eleventh, which is going to be what year? Next year, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Wow. Well, November eleventh is a good time. Skull Island was around that time. It is one week after Marvel's Eternals comes out. Ooh. Eh. Yeah, but uh, how many people it, depend, are... it also depends on the budget too. If it like it's one of those things, if Kong and Godzilla is a, a decent sized budget, that's good counter programming. Like it won't be number one in the box office, but if it can last at like two to three for like a month or two, yep. that that oh. they'll do a well. Hey, it's got King Kong in it. I'm there. Oh, yep. I'll go see it. I didn't see Godzilla in the theater, like uh, King of the Monsters, but King Kong, I'm I'm there. And see, like yourself, a lot of people didn't see that Godzilla movie in the theaters, and that's one of the reasons it's been pushed. Is yeah. speculation of why it's been pushed mm. is because it had such a poor turnout in the theater. Um, I but it personally, also came out in the middle of summer too. Oh yeah, it was like a couple of weeks after Infinity War or something yeah. like that. So it was yeah, just, the, 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 yeah. Summer's becoming brutal, even for those big tentpole movies. Let alone anything with a budget less than a hundred million. Well, April is now the hot month to release big yeah, films. Yeah, right? but even still, like it starts in April and goes until halfway through August, and then it sort of starts lightening up a little bit. Like a lot of these movies aren't decent movies; they just like you know anything coming out against a Marvel movie. Good luck to you, yeah, really. especially in those first couple weeks. Damn, Marvel movies are killing the movie industry. <laughs> <laughs> When's the next one coming out again? May. Oh man. Um, okay, so speaking of Marvel movies, uh, one of the stars of a Marvel movie, Ryan Reynolds, is in the news. Uh, so he's using some of that Deadpool money and bought himself uh, part ownership of the cell phone company Mint Mobile, which if you listen to any other podcasts that actually yes. have advertisers, you will have heard of them before. Yes, they advertise on a lot of podcasts. They're like a cheapo mobile company, yes, right? Like the idea is to make it affordable. Yeah, they they do like, so similar to what Tech Savvy does up here in Canada, where they have space on the other companies' uh, networks. Yeah. That's what they do. They sell space on the T-Mobile network. Mm. And yeah, they're doing it at like you know half the cost or something like you know where i guess uh, the one stat i read were uh, americans average about 65 dollars uh cell phone bill with uh mint mobile for a 65 dollars cell phone yeah bill. same here um mint they mobile, don't sponsor this podcast yet mint mobile <laughs> because i don't think they're available in canada yet yeah. uh is about like 15 dollars yeah. a month so i would kill two people for his, a 15 dollar a month cell phone bill. his uh his uh press statement was pretty good it was something along the lines of like you know usually the rich spend money on stuff like high-priced gin companies and like wait he did yeah because i think there's the video they did incorporated like three different brands that he owns or is part yeah. owner of that was like so it was like a brand inception yeah. type goat thing going on it's in there. It's not a bad idea. Oh, like for to sure. Diversify your portfolio, right? Like, well, just and then make he's, sure you have a little bit of a nest egg because left you know, in case something tanks. With his ownership stake, he's going to be part of the uh, you know with marketing ideas and things like that, having a say in with, to help promote the promotions and yeah, yeah. So good for Ryan. It's good to see someone like that doing well. Uh, yeah, he's been so hard, hard done by. <laughs> That's Ryan's got to stick together. 
ugly motherfucker. Oh, I know. That's why it's good to see that he's getting this money to fall back on. Yeah. Uh, jumping around on my list here. Doo, 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 doo. Oh, did you guys see? So we were mentioning uh, VHS tapes and stuff earlier today. Uh, earlier, um, did anybody watch that Xfinity commercial? Yes, the the ET no, thirty seven years old. Year, to, but I also later like reunion. ET, so what? Thank you. You are dead to me. ET is creepy as f. Oh, it's my favorite Did, movie when I was a kid. Didn't like it as a child. Thought I'd try it as an adult. Still don't like yeah. it. Creeps. I understand the, the nostalgia for it. Oh, I yeah. didn't really enjoy ET when I first saw it on Beta back in nineteen eighty seven when it came out after five years. Um, but I picked up the. The retro packaging, like looks like the old VHS box. Oh yeah, I picked up the Blu-ray for like five bucks. Oh, they did one of that. Yeah, for... oh, okay. I wanted That's to cool. have yeah because when I saw it and rewatching it, and this is the version where Steven Spielberg went back uh, into. We pulled it, pulled a Lucas. No, he no, went back he, into I'm fixed fixed it. it. Oh, okay. To take yeah, the he's one out. of those guys. He did it at first and went, "Oh, this is stupid," and then went uh, back. Well, and no, he put went, the guns back in. Yeah, okay. he, he basically went back and changed it back to the original. Um, it wasn't. I enjoyed it more than I did when I was like eleven years old. Yeah, maybe I, I tried it as a teenager, not as an adult. So maybe I should give it a go as an adult one of these days. I but. totally get it. I and was I, eleven when it came out, and I didn't go to the movies a lot as a kid. But I did see ET in the theater, and to this day, it makes me weep like a baby. That movie. I'm. I don't remember if I saw it in the theater or not. I think I saw it in the theater, and to this well, you day, were two years old when it came out in theater. Well, then maybe, maybe the second two, time it was yeah. in theater. Yeah, because it did. It, it did multiple period, runs, like, didn't it? I know that it, it was at playing at the drive-in because uh, I I would have been two or three maybe, and my parents were hoping that I would pay attention to ET. And then fall asleep because the second movie was Blues Brothers. Might have apparently, taken... I slept through E.T. and watched Blues Brothers and was annoying the crap. Well, it might have made another swing in theaters like in 86 or something like that. Yeah, I so think because it, it was like February of 87 when it came out on Beta Vision. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's one of those weird things that like I don't think people realize now, uh, younger generations especially, that like... Star Wars hit theaters like three or four times, yeah. like long before the special editions. And the only reason I know that is I was reading a website one day that chronicles the changes that George Lucas made to the movies over the years. Uh-huh. And it like it started within like probably a year to two years after it came out because uh-huh. he threw on the the chapter title on the title screen. Yep. That wasn't in the original theatrical run. That just came out. And even the TV versions back in like 83, 84, the TV versions were different. Yep. Well, well, you had to cut out stuff you had to cut out. You had to add in more sometimes for time. I mean, today movies come out day and date the same all over the world. And in 77 or even in 82 when E.T. came out, you know, you were lucky if your theater got that movie, right? Yeah. And But there also wasn't an internet to let you know what was coming either. You either mm. saw the commercial on TV or saw a trailer when you went to see a different movie. So, you know, it was sort of you pay your money, takes your chances as to what comes to your small town cinema. And E.T. was one that did for me. Yep, and it creeped me out. Always oh, did, always I had will. The E.T. board game. I e. read the E.T. Oh. The E.T. movie adaptation novel. I read. My um, uncle oh, e. had one of those, like the ceramic statues, like the door stopper statues. Uh-huh. 
um, at his house, and it was it was like and, you know keeping the door to the one of the rooms open. I'd always like give it the side eye because I just didn't trust it. But I don't think so. I don't think yeah, going back to the young people today, I don't think they know the cultural significance of ET either. Like what ET in '82 was like Baby Yoda now. Except except it's except stuck Baby around Yoda's way cuter. Et was pretty cool. The uh, <laughs> so for those of you just joining our new show, old man yelling old at children get off our lawn. Yeah. Um, so what was the news actually about? Or is there's a commercial? It's with a ET, commercial right? for Xfinity. Yeah, and, and it's, it's it, all it is is so pretty much it. Don't no, Et e. shows comes up. Back. Elliot's 37 years older. He's got a family and kids. The kids find ET. It's e. pretty much a remake of the movie. It's the same kind of scenes oh, out, in the, out in the yeah. shed. And then he leaves. The bicycles. And then there goes black screen. It says Xfinity. And I guess at one point they sit down. It's kind of like that Rogers commercial where they talk into the remote control and watch a movie on TV, which you don't see because you don't have cable anyway. But uh, <laughs> so they do that. At one point, he talks in and they watch like "It's a Wonderful Life" or something. They're watching a, a Christmas movie, all on the, the whole family and ET on the couch. And I guess that's supposed to be the part where they're advertising Xfinity, which is a cable and it's a Comcast company. Yeah. It's a yes. cable subscriber. Uh, yes. per, or, as yeah. we as we're recording, it is American Thanksgiving, and the commercial debuted during the Macy's, Macy's parade, parade on NBC this morning. I don't know why I always call it the Macy's Day Parade because it's not <laughs> Macy's Day. Maybe maybe it's it the was Macy's one. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day, Day Parade. parade. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and I lost my train of thought. Oh, so did you guys see the new? I don't know, well, maybe you did. There's a new show coming to Netflix tomorrow. By the time this comes out, it'll already be on Netflix. Go watch it. Uh, from the people that brought us the toys that make us, we're getting the movies that made us. I'm curious because the, the part of the 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 awesome thing about the toys that made us is the access to people that they had. Now, most of them aren't like real celebrities per se, unless you are really big into toy lines. Like they have a few here and there, yeah. obviously, but it's I'm I'm curious because we're talking like well, the, the movies first, definitely of our childhood. The first four movies they're doing are Home Alone, yeah, Ghostbusters, yeah, Dirty Dancing, mm. and Die Hard. Like, and who did they talk to? Like, Good I, question. I haven't seen any press stuff no. about it. So I, I saw an ad today pop up on Facebook, and I was like, oh my god, I didn't know this was coming out tomorrow. Well. Okay, if you're talking about Ghostbusters, you could easily get Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah. You could easily oh, yeah. get Ivan it, Reitman. Yep. It, and Ernie Hudson is, yes. is pretty easy to get. So, to. you know, it's but easy to talk to Bruce those. Willis. You think Bruce Willis sat down with them? That, that, name, the last Bruce, that hard. name the last Bruce Willis movie to come to theater. Oh. I want to say we saw it, too. Well, I just called up that on Netflix to see, and the thumbnail for the trailer has Dan Aykroyd. So well, yeah, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Let me at show all. you my vodka. Oh, we want to talk about Ghostbusters. Okay, have a vodka. <laughs> but uh, I'm curious. I like the toys that made us. So yeah. like even the uh, the My Little Pony episode, which is much more Jen's thing than it was mine. So to, uh, to tie into some of Ed's interests, one of the the guys who designed like one of the the play sets mm -hmm. is the guy that. Doc was based off of, okay, and like it, like the 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 physical design of yep. was based off of him. It was just kind of like, oh yeah, toy designers just basically worked on a whole whack of stuff, not just 
Well, G.I. Joe, the, the amount of characters that they had to base on, you had to pull from real people. Yeah. Um, years ago when I got to meet Ron Rudat and his son Tristan, Tristan made a documentary called Operation Blastoff. Which is great. And when because you, you let me borrow it. And it when was you a good go through and you watch all the people he interviewed from Hasbro, most of the people in the documentary were an action figure. Yeah. <laughs> and like one of the guys who drove one of the Jeeps was the company controller. So basically the top accountant for the company was an action figure. Yeah. The, uh, I always remember that documentary now because, um, what's his name? Uh, Zach Ryder yeah. had with his wrestling figure collection. One of them, he's got like the blueprints and he had bought them off Ron Rudat. And I'm like, I know who that is through that documentary. That ad boy. <laughs> I'm like, so he, uh, after G.I. Joe, he went on to work on the the Mattel wrestling figures. The uh, the I don't know how big they would actually oh, they be. Oh, the, the little th- three, three and three yeah. quarter, kind of. Well, three and a half inch. Yeah. The yeah. four, what were they, like four or five? Like those ones that... The ones with all the little actions. Yeah, they've ones? got yeah. they've got like like you pull it back and it's yeah. spring loaded clotheslines and stuff. Next, next. Um, doo-ba-doo-doo. Oh, did you guys? So remember there was that story of a uh, a copy of the Rise of Skywalker script making its way <laughs> to eBay. Yep. And there, you know, I think JJ brought it up somewhere, and then the specter. Well, whose was it? So, so the culprit came out. It was John Boyega's script he had put it under his mattress for safekeeping and was leaving the hotel or going between hotels the cleaning crew came in and found it and passed it off to somebody else who then put it on ebay to try to sell it and then disney intercepted yeah it it never uh, it's never been clarified whether disney bought it like just well they threw money at them to make them go away or whether they threaten legal action, or and... buried him in a pit underneath Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> yeah, <he's>, <laughs> the frozen, the, the, he's one of the, the frozen carbonite statues yeah. somewhere. Yeah, we saw it. Well, they were the the props, the, the props air quotes from the uh, Mandalorian. The other carbonite, they people. look so real. Yes. Yeah, yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, uh, he was my bet too. Oh, like yeah? out of all the, because he's the, he's the one who's the most enthusiastic out of all the cast members. Like when he sees the the new toys and shit, he's all excited because he was a fan growing up, and it's one of those things that like yeah, he probably had it like close by so he could learn his lines like well and shit like that. Like he he takes that role very seriously and very enthusiastically. So it doesn't surprise me that he left a, a copy of it in a hotel room that in between shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a Disney Plus rumor making the, its rounds that uh, they could be working on a Doctor Afra series as part of the expanding uh, universe of the TV series of Star Wars. That'd be kind of cool, especially if we got the droids, Triple Zero, and mm. what's the what's the uh, R two unit? Uh, uh, B two something. Yeah, the Is evil that, droids. He just refers to him as B two all yeah. the time. I don't. It, it, Okay, so maybe I'm the only one, but I think it should be voiced. Uh, the Triple uh, Zero should be voiced by uh, what's his name, the guy who played Dwight Schrute on The Office. And Rain who, Wilson. Yeah, Rain Wilson. I just whenever I read the character in the comic, that's, that's the, the voice, voice you heard that pops out, like just that sort of deadpan of like, and now we're going to strip the flesh from you. <laughs> Sounds good to me. 
Uh, oh, did you guys see the Tesla Cybertruck? Yes. That came out? It's yes. a hideous looking thing. No, we finally got what we always dreamed about in the 80s. <laughs> Our future vehicle is now. All the stuff that we had grown up, that this is what the year 2000 is going to look like. Elon Musk did it, damn it. My my thing with it was I saw an image of it. I'm like, what? It seems so familiar. And somebody pulled up. It looks an awful lot like a truck I hid behind in Golden Isle ton. In one of the, it, like, it, because it's also got that sort of, like, angrily pixelated, pixelated yeah. look to it. And there's a truck in one of the first levels in GoldenEye where you're going into the, the, the Russian base. Yeah. It is one that looks awfully like it, except it's got more of a box on the open box on the back <laughs> of it. Um, I, I thought the uh, when they were showing off the bulletproof glass part was pretty good. I haven't Apparently, seen the video. Well, they, they throw like a, a giant ball bearing pretty much at this window of the truck because it's supposed to be bulletproof. Mm. And it, shat, well, it doesn't shatter. It, it spiders. It breaks. It doesn't break and fall in, but it just like it, all of a sudden it's like it's cracked all over the place. Um, apparently they had been practicing backstage and like throwing it at it and it was fine. And then when they finally went on stage and did it, and it just yeah, it failed completely. Yeah, well, I, I guess not completely, but I, I enough to make the internet make fun of it. Well, amongst other things, it's it's uh, pointier no. than the graphics in the original Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the stats for it though are pretty impressive. They they, yeah. they showed a video which you know if you they did a test against some another souped up truck and it like pulled you know they were was pulling an F one fifty up up but, yeah but was, that was, always, it a, was yeah. there an engine in that F one fifty or was it just the shell like well no the tires are spinning on it when you can see the tire when yeah. it's pulling it it's trying to move the other way but yeah but it's marketing so yeah. it's interesting yep now what'll be interesting will be if it sells well, what kind of trends will this affect the other car? Will we start seeing more future-looking, angular designs in other cars? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, we didn't see the other colors it comes in, too. We just saw this, you know, the uh, metal look. So apparently it's available in other colors. Mm. Uh, okay, well, I guess we'll go to the more serious news. Uh, so Melissa Benoist... Let's say say your last name right. Benoist, yeah. Benoist, like Benoist. I always want to say Benoit, but it's not because there's an S in there. Yeah. Uh, so she took to her Instagram earlier this week uh, to share a, a story of a personal story. I guess she had been in a very bad relationship that she had uh, gotten out of. I want to say uh, it must have been kind of recently, not very recent, but recent enough. But uh, where she was being, uh, you know, was dealing with domestic violence and uh, a term I hadn't really heard before, IPV, which is uh, intimate partner violence. Oh, I guess that's the new term for, for spousal abuse, basically. Well, if you're not, you know, because you're not married, so they're not a spouse. So yeah. I totally, I get it. Uh, it's quite the, it's like a 14 minute long video. It's quite, uh, quite the video to watch. Um Sounds like what the, the the turning point for her was when uh, her partner, uh, pretty much he broke her nose, lacerated her eye. Um, I forget what it was. See, that, that makes he, me he think hit it her was with or something. Or she was really filming anything steady because no, she was. Sounds like she was during 
some uh, some shows and things. And you said more recently, if you'd met me recently, and I was either you know a little standoffish or you know you know different moods, it's kind of what she was dealing with all this stuff. Um, and at uh, at the time of this final event, when you know she was supposed to be going for some reshoots for a movie she was gonna she was doing. Uh, like the next day, and then had to like call her people, and then they had to call producers, and they came up with a, you know, a story that she had like tripped on their deck and hit her head on a pot, potted plant, and yeah. But uh, uh, so it sounds like she's doing much better now, and trying to put out the uh, you know put out the word. You know, this happens to it can happen to anybody. It, it's good when celebrities like that step forward. Yeah, like it, it, it's. It, go, it helps to show that the uh, for the you know, for the younger can, people out there that the people on TV, the people on the internet, they're not the, the their lives aren't as perfect as you think they might be. Yeah, that they go through things too, and they have you know it's not just you that might be dealing with this kind of thing, and and um, like all sorts of situations to it too. Well, yeah. and she was also very vocal and and uh, in the forefront of the Me, Me Too movement as well. Yeah, she was part of some of the the protests in Washington. Yeah. So. And like it, I, like there's a wrestler that I like, Mia Yim, who works in the NXT brand, and she came out a couple of years ago about being in an abusive relationship, and she's like not somebody you would think that because she kind of beats up people for a living, but like it, you know, it doesn't, you know, depending on the situation, everybody well, exactly. can yeah. fall into it. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, if you're going through something, reach out. There's people that are willing to that listen, that'll talk. You, know, you don't need to go through something like that. You don't need to put up with that. Anything uh, cheerful to end up? Yep. On? So, well, no, we still got more news. I just happened yeah. to get. So, since we're in that DCCW universe, um, so Crisis comes out soon. I'm yeah. getting excited. And so, we got some more promotional images. Uh, we got to see Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne. With yes. what looks like the exoskeleton from the Kingdom, Kingdom Come, Come comic yeah. book. Well, they, they've kind of now come out and said that Brandon Routh's Superman isn't exactly Kingdom Come Superman, but it's kind of like they're, yeah. they're taking from a couple different spots. So maybe that's what this is, too. Is yeah, well, it sounds like they may be from the same, same universe. universe. Uh, so we got I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad he gets to play live action Batman yeah. at least once. Uh, and that Star Girl series that was supposed to be coming to DC Universe, yeah, yep, uh, is also going to be coming to the CW. Uh, now, uh, so that's a, a lot of these DC uh, Universe shows are also coming to cable, which is quite interesting. But I guess it'll air on the app first, and then like the next week or the next day or something like that will be on cable. Right, that's and a, that's interesting because that's kind of the reverse of what a lot of those shows are now. Yeah, is they they are on cable and then they show up on on the, Netflix the or, or Netflix or something the next week. And there's chances that we could actually get our first look at her in costume and everything during Crisis. Huh. Wouldn't be surprising, especially. Is there rumors that the Titans are going to show up in Crisis? Yes, and I think we uh, we've uh, talked. We about did mention it that before, because there was confirmed. talk. Well, there was talk that apparently they filmed. It's just like a scene where it's going to be like you see Titans in like an apartment or like the Titans <clears throat> Tower or whatever, right. looking out the window and seeing like the red sky thing going uh, on. So it won't necessarily be, doesn't sound like it'll be like they go in, hey, hey, come and join us and join in on the no. action. It'll just be like when we start seeing flashes of different universes dying, maybe. 
What would it be? also wouldn't be surprising if that's one of those things that, like, if we don't see it, that it did get shot and just cut for time. Because yeah. that's yeah. stuff that you can What would be easy. very surprising would be if the Watchmen showed up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't see that happening. <laughs> don't, don't take that groan as, like, I, I'm loving that show it's right now. It's a great now. show. It is so good. But There'll be yeah. a quick flash of a big blue penis or something. Um, but no, so the, the speculation also is that the, um, the, uh, 66, uh, Robin, um, Burt Ward, Burt Ward, thank you, that his scenes will be very similar to that. It'll be just like him walking on the street because right. the, they filmed him walking on the street with the dog and so speculation is just going to be like, we'll see him and be like, yeah. oh my God, it's Robin. And then it'll be like the same type of thing where he'll be he'll reacting go, to something he'll else. Say, Jolly crimson skies. There you go. Sounds good. Uh, do 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 That's that. That's that. That's check, that. Check check. check 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 check. Oh, Colin Farrell has been cast as uh, the Penguin for the Is Batman that movie. Official? From yeah. uh, from everything I've been we reading, we did talk about that last time too. Yeah. yeah. So there's now there's uh, there's uh, the Penguin because there's uh, there was an article I was reading where it was or at least the headline I saw where it was uh, Danny DeVito's reaction to it. He seemed to be okay. I'm sure well, he doesn't care. Yeah. Um, but now there's so there's Penguin, Riddler, and Catwoman are going to be in this movie. Uh, yeah. I knew Catwoman I, was. I didn't hear the I, Riddler was hinted at, but I didn't yeah. know if that was. Are we going to have villain overload? Uh, maybe. We'll see. It all depends it could on just how. Be glimpses of them, too. Yeah. yeah. Like or setting like, up for something later. Right. Like someone like the Penguin could be more like Arkham, um, Arkham Asylum, the mm. video game where. He, Oswald Cobblepot, is in the universe, but not quite the Penguin yet. Right. Yeah. Or even could be, like, some of the newer cartoons and stuff. Or even, you know, he's, maybe he's being a reputable citizen at Night the Club iceberg. Or, yeah, yeah. And so Batman goes and beats him up to get information or something, right? Or who knows? Maybe he's the mayor of Gotham City. Never know. Uh, oh, there you go. This The last bit of news is something that you have more information about. We got a trailer for Series 12 of Doctor Who. Yes, that's what I've been looking at here on my iPad. I know. So that, uh, When's the release date? That's good a good question. question. Oh, it didn't have one on it? Nope. No. Uh, so, all the official stuff says early 2020. But, but how early? How early is early? Uh, the BBC has just released their holiday lineup, and Doctor Who is listed amongst that. Oh. So, are we getting a Christmas special? special? that we didn't know we were getting? Uh, doubtful. Is it going to debut on New Year's Day? Perhaps. Maybe. Uh, except uh, Doctor Who lately has been airing on Sundays. Maybe it'll air on the Sunday in between Christmas. It could also be a one shot. Like get it everybody while they're home and then. Well, they're finished night. filming. Yeah. Like the series 12 is has been finished filming for well over a month now. Mm. So I would assume that episode one would be ready to go. Um, but. We're all just sort of waiting for an official uh, announcement. Now, there was, you know, I listen to a lot of Doctor Who podcasts, and there are there are uh, over-the-top fans in any fandom, and the Doctor Who fans had discovered that TV New Zealand, which is the network in that country that airs Doctor Who, had, had uh, inadvertently released a broadcast schedule that included Doctor Who on New Year's Day. And so d- uh, people were like, oh my god, we're going to get new Doctor Who on New Year's Day. But we don't know. 
Uh, I mean, New Zealand would actually get it first, wouldn't it, because of the time zones? Well, it would probably air the next day in yeah. New Zealand. Uh-oh. Yeah, because it'll always air first in the in UK. England. Yeah. Uh, but what what do we know about Series 12? Uh, we know There's that people in it. There's Stephen aliens Fry, in it. Stephen Fry will be in the new season. Uh, and um, Well, he's an English actor. He's contractually obligated to appear in at least one episode and, of Doctor and Who. And he's never been in Doctor, Doctor Who in 56 so. years. You're not allowed so, to leave the country unless you do. Uh, so you have to... You, you get the choice when you come out of like British acting school. It's like you can sign up for Coronation Street, Doctor Who, EastEnders. Those are your three streams. Yeah. Or Harry Potter. Ah, uh, yeah. That well, that was later. <laughs> yeah, right? we've, yeah. Uh, so you could trade in your EastEnders for a Harry Potter cameo. The trailer showed us some uh, classic Doctor Who monsters, including the Cybermen. So we know that the Cybermen are going to be back this season. Um, also, the Jadoon. Who yep. first appeared in the new series? Those are the the crazy, ones with the with the like rhino-headed rhino aliens, yep. yeah, and they're like police guys. And the whole TARDIS crew is coming back, um, so we're gonna get those characters again. And uh, that's about all we know. Oh, the Doctor wears a tuxedo, and she looks pretty good in it. So cool. Which leads me to believe that there could be a New Year's Day special because yeah, might be Doctor in a tuxedo. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's what I know about uh, Doctor Who. So uh, I guess a little bit of housekeeping as well uh, before we get into mini movie reviews. Uh, thanks to our good friend Nate Milton for having me on the Chain Reaction podcast. Uh, it would have been two Sundays ago from this coming out. Uh, it's on the Place to Be Nation Network. I got to review Survivor Series with a bunch of nerdy people it was fun i I love talking to nate um and uh our one of our listeners was on tv last night so yeah uh, well we were watching AEW wrestling yeah scrump was in the front row with a t-shirt with his nickname on it it was it was pretty easy to pick out that's awesome i texted him while we were sitting there like dude great seats and he got back to me later like yeah i know (laughs) Well, I guess it was in Chicago. Yeah, yep. it was the home of pro wrestling tees, so it, it made sense. But it was like like they were front right across from hard camera. Like there was no missing. Did you watch last night? I watched uh, Le Champion. Okay. Champion. They were the guys in the black shirts with the big right white text oh, on okay. it that you could always see. Yeah, but uh, I like it when we I see nice people that we know and things like that. So uh, let's start off with Ed. Sure, you haven't been around much in the You've last. You've been on the while. road. Your, your work has taken you far and wide. What, oh. what are the stats there? Uh, let's see. Month of November drove five thousand. Well, it was thirty three hundred mi- miles. So that's like fifty seven hundred kilometers. Seven states, two time zones. Twelve days and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. So did did. Keystone, South Dakota. I did Nashville. I did Atlanta. Did Minneapolis. So I got to. It was kind of cool going to Mall of America at Christmas time. Yeah, your pictures from that looked pretty cool. Because I love Jingle All the Way. That's like my yeah. favorite Christmas movie. And 
the beginning of the movie takes place in all of America. Does it? Yeah. It's, it's been so long since I've watched it. Yeah. When he loses the ball, the ball and the ball's bouncing through, <coughs> it's actually in the mall of America. Mm-hmm. So he's chasing after the ball. So no, I, I it was kind of neat going and actually seeing the Santa's like the Santa's village. So you can go meet Santa Claus. Yeah. It, it's wild. Like I can it's imagine. The, the, the biggest, craziest thing I've ever seen. So, at this point, that mall's got to be kind of like a tourist attraction more than oh, it is sure. a mall, right? Well, we, we we've seen malls are sort of starting to be a dying species. That that mall, so like I've been to like Mall of Georgia, I've been to West Edmonton Mall, Mall America. Like it's not the stores aren't vacating out of there as no. quickly as as other malls. But the, uh, like that's what I mean is because it's like it's like a tourist attraction yeah. that just happens to have a lot of shopping. Yeah. In it. yeah. They just opened another similar mall like that in New Jersey with really? a, with a Nickelodeon theme park in it. <laughs> yeah, there's like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle roller coaster inside. Well, and the and the weird thing when you get to the Nickelodeon world inside Mall of America and you look at like Dora's there and Diego's there and it's been a long time since my kids have watched that but I thought pretty much those franchises are dead. Like, there's the Fairly Odd Parents ride. Well, I haven't seen Fairly Odd Parents stuff for a very long time mm. now. We don't get the same coverage of Nickelodeon on TV. Yeah, it's a little different now as we here. used to. Like when my when my kids were watching those. But uh, and it's funny even when you look at the turtle stuff. The turtle stuff is from that. It's not the current iteration. It's the last. The one, last right? iteration, yeah. which I thought was the best iteration since the first iteration yeah like i really enjoyed that last yeah yeah that last series me too yeah not yeah. the the most recent magical underground uh, <laughs> yeah it, it, but it's also aimed at younger viewers well yeah then. it always has been but but it was cool i walked around i walked around mall of america um found a couple good christmas deals in there so it was uh you know, it's I've been to Mall of America three times now. I I visit every time I go to Minneapolis. Oh, cool. So, so that's basically what that trip was. But during my trips here, well, I guess starting before I went on the run down to Atlanta, went to go see Joker in theater, went to go see Zombieland Double Tap in theater. When I was in Atlanta, I went to go see Dark Fate the weekend it came mm-hmm. out. So... Uh, How was Joker? Because none of us actually saw it. So Joker, um, you know, leading up to it coming out in theater, when we did talk about it here on the podcast, when I've guested, one of the things to say in was the movie that never should have been made. Well, I think it's proved it should have been made. Oh, it's done really, really well. It's the most profitable superhero movie ever, or comic and, book movie And ever. one of the most profitable rated R films yeah. of all time, Well, and too. it's hit a billion dollars, and... What I've been saying about it recently, I believe it's the movie of the year. I believe it's the movie of the decade. And I think it's one of the most thought-provoking, amazing movies to come out this millennium so far. So over the last 19 years, it has basically... There's there's no movie like it. Mm. I have not seen anything like that since probably... Oh. You know, the first time you discover Taxi Driver, or the first time you discover Scorsese, Scorsese's good movies. Yeah. Because Scorsese has a bunch of dogs. Yeah. Well, every director does. Yeah. But, you know, stuff like Taxi Driver or stuff like, like leading up to the movie, I watched Taxi Driver, I watched King of Comedy, and I watched The Deer Hunter. 
Mm-hmm. Now, Deer Hunter is not directed by Scorsese, but it's De Niro. No, uh, yeah, it's uh, Michael something. Uh, Camino? Camino? Camino. Michael yeah. Camino. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there are elements of Deer Hunter in Joker. Yeah. There's, there's definitely influenced by, by Taxi Driver, and there sure as hell is influenced by King of Comedy. And uh, the fact that De Niro's in it. The thing I love about it is... Uh, just the way they they introduced Arthur Fleck, how it's not really a superhero movie. It's just it's just a movie about a guy who becomes a mass murderer right. who happens to be dressed up as a clown. Yeah, it's it's weird that's the there doesn't seem to be much middle ground with the people I know who have seen it. They either like you and really loved it and really thought it was good, or hated it. Like just like I don't know why I saw this movie. There's nobody in between that's kind of like. Eh, it was okay. It's, you know what I mean? Like it's this. one of those movies. After I saw it in theater, and I was at least two, three days that I was still processing everything I saw. Mm-hmm. It's just unbelievable. Um, I just loved Joaquin Phoenix. Just did such a great job in it. Um, the other funny thing is, is you don't see many spoilers on it. A movie makes a billion dollars and there's not a lot of spoilers. Uh, And I've not seen, you know, like Mandalorian comes out and within 10 minutes of it being on screen, it's already spoiled on like what the asset is and all that kind of crap. Um, Here I am. I've been talking, what, a couple minutes about the Joker. I haven't said a single thing about it to spoil it. I think it's one of those movies. I think everyone has sort of agreed that it's something you have to experience. Hmm. I think movie going experience on a whole would be better without spoilers. And, and it's it's just hard because of, you know, we're so connected to everything, everything. with our devices and, and all that. There's now. even a few little things in the movie. Um, no, I don't even. I, I See, yeah, I don't even don't, want to spoil it. Yeah, but then don't. There's a few, a few things in the movie where you're watching. It's like, wait a minute. This doesn't make fucking sense. <laughs> like, it just this does not make sense. Why are they doing this? And then all of a sudden the reveal comes, and I'm like, "Oh God, that's brilliant!" Yeah. So maybe those are maybe the things that they lost people on. Eh, could um, be. It just didn't like like I said. Even even though the like you can't argue with the box office of it though. It's no. done phenomenally well. No, and I and and really that's a movie that should have made maybe two hundred eighty five million dollars. Yeah, uh, it should never have made a billion dollars, but because it's one of those. It's just too good. Like it's 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 an art film. It's yeah, not it's not a movie. It it was it it also had the the good thing of like the weekend that it was released, what it what came before and after. It had a really good time slot for that type of movie too. Yeah. And uh I'm I'm curious to see now that we're in award season. I'm curious to see what happens with it because it's been one Did of those Did it come ones. out in time for oh, yeah. Oscar nominations? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, cutoff yeah. is it's the end of Christmas, the year, isn't yeah. it? Like, oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's why at Christmas you always get that like one big dramatic film that you you people either see or don't. Yeah. You'll get the movies that come out like the a limited release like the 20th of December, and then their wide releases. Uh, like a month fifth, or two the, months later, fifteenth of January, yeah. Yeah. because they get enough theaters in New York and Los Angeles that they to can qualify qualify for an Oscar nomination. But uh, really, 
Part of the reason the spirit, the the Frank Miller version, was released on Christmas Day. Okay. They thought that it was going to be up for directing awards and stuff like that. And that's just and a forgotten film. So. For kind of good reasons. But uh, all I can say is about the Joker, just go see it, experience it, make your own decision. I think it's just really, since the 2000s, I think it's the most thought-provoking, amazing movie of the 2000s. Now on the other side of the coin, Kevin saw Frozen 2. I did see Frozen 2. Now, we, we won't get into it too, too much, but how does it stand up as a sequel? Like It, it, it took the franchise in an interesting direction. Mm. Um, you know, Disney doesn't do a ton of sequels to their big... Like to their big no. tentpole animated They really films. they wait twenty years and remake it with people. Exactly. Or they make exactly. multiple straight to video sequels. Well, yeah, even they stopped doing toned that down now too. A lot, but, but Frozen Two, if you like the characters from Frozen, you will enjoy Frozen Two. I the like I think one of the draws for the first Frozen was the songs, and the songs while decent. None of them stick in my head. The Oscar winners in this bunch? Well, the big song is called Into the Unknown. And remember the first Frozen? Uh, Let It Go was the big song, of course. And they tried to release that like uh, pop version. Uh, I think it was uh, Selena Gomez or somebody like that. Okay. And it was the Adina Menzel, you know, as Elsa version that became the hit. Yeah. In this movie, Into the Unknown, the, the cover that goes over the credits at the end is by Panic at the Disco. Interesting. And that's the version that stuck in my head, huh. not the version that the character sings. Um, it's it's a it's a quest movie. Uh, they're going. Uh, uh, if you like, sort of a, you know, it it's almost sort of Lord of the Ringsy in that there's like a group of heroes who have to go on a quest to find a thing, mm. uh, and uh, it's it, it's it's good. It, it delves more into. Why Elsa has powers, and um, oh, my my other favorite moment in the in the movie uh, is Kristoff's song. Kristoff has a power ballad, a la Chicago, circa nineteen eighty five. Yeah, uh, with music video style panning and and fading out and montages. It's called Lost in the Woods, and that's pretty funny. Um, yeah. Um, it's fine, and it's made a gazillion dollars already, so it doesn't need my recommendation. But on the on the scale of the big animated releases of the past few years, Frozen 2 wouldn't be in my top five. So, um, along with this, this has brought one really good late-night piece out of it. Because uh, Dak Shepard was... I guess he's got a podcast and a bunch of things. Yes. But he was on... He's uh, Mr. A, Kristen Bell. He Yes. And he was on uh, Conan O'Brien's show. And he starts promoting Frozen 2. And Conan's like, you're not in that movie. He's like, no, but my wife is. And we share that money. So I hope it's going to be good. And like, I hope it's going to do well. Well, have you seen it? Like, yeah. So when I saw it, I told Kristen before, like, if you see me on my phone halfway through the movie, that means it's really good. And I'm buying a yacht. <laughs> if, if at the end of the movie, I'm on my phone, that means it's not very good. And I'm selling off a bunch of stuff on Craigslist. <laughs> 
and apparently he was on his phone halfway through. Oh, and it, like at the end of it, they like at the because I guess it was a screening for just the actors and right. their spouses and stuff. And the director's like, Dax, what do you think? And he's like, 30 feet, outboard motor. And like, he yeah. was just like listing off stats to the boat he was going to buy with the frozen. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's already made $250 million, yeah. right? So, And there's not really anything else for kids right now. No. And yeah. we're, kind of, we're coming up to that. It'll probably drop and then go up again with the Christmas the, break. The weird thing around. is there were, there's been a ton of... Of animated movies this year that just flopped. How to Train Your Dragon three and uh, Adam's Family, Se- Secret Life of Pets two. Uh, Adam's Family was one of those ones that came and went, and you never even. Yeah, I didn't know it was I coming. Even wanted to go see it, and we just didn't really. Get Adam's a Family to. is one of those you looked at, and it's like that's not what we want. It didn't help uh, that that weekend. So, there's memes going around of of uh, Rami Malek and uh, Christina Ricci. That's the Adams Family we want. I, I won't yeah. be surprised to see Frozen Two win the Oscar for Best Animated because I think it, I think I did like it better than Toy Story Four, mm. uh, but uh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Disney's got lots of other things out there well, that yeah, are making money. They're so, not going to hurt. Yeah, they, uh, and uh, uh, you know, all the characters get all new costumes so they can sell lots more toys and merchandise. merchandise. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the story has sort of a um, uh, how do I put this? Uh, it, there's sort of like say civilization encroaching on another. Yeah another group uh there's kind of an immigration plot uh so there, i mean it, it's it's slightly political uh but my favorite character in the movie was anna i think she's great so you know it's uh it's fine it's fine and fun and um if you have a free couple of hours go see it um i did find interesting one of the trailers before the movie was for disney plus it doesn't <laughs> they're going to Pump the crap out of that one, yeah. rightfully so. Another one was Star Wars, but uh, yeah. yeah. So something I've been trying to avoid this week, and I, I watched one. Actually, I've watched two now. But I've been avoiding. <laughs> so to, you haven't avoided well then. No, but there's like five or six of them. Is all these? Here's a clip from Star Wars. Here's a new the, the new teaser for TV. Here's a new Star Wars. Yeah. Like, oh, stop showing me stuff. I don't want to see anything else. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I did watch the clip with the rocket troopers. Did anybody else see that? I know yeah, you saw that one. And yeah. then there was, a, I guess, a new TV spot that came out today or whatever that uses Duel of the Fates as the music in it. Uh, and I, it's I like a little 30-second one. To go back to what we were talking about before, in some ways I kind of wish we would go back to the, the days of trailers being more like teasers or like they were done in a time <laughs> like the the one that I, I always for whatever reason always sticks out is you ever seen the original trailer for robocop no. i'm sure i have but it didn't really give you anything about the movie other than like he was half a robot man, and half a cop. cop or half man half machine all cop but um one of the things to it that always sticks out is it uses the Terminator music from like the original Terminator, <laughs> okay. the, the first one, as the trailer music. Like I, I kind of wish we would see almost that, and then you wouldn't see anything yeah. for it for months. The only movie I can really think of like that that we've got coming up that's in like sort of our focus is that Bloodshot movie oh, with yeah, Vin Diesel that it. like we completely forgot about. There's been one trailer, and that's been it. 
Well, when's that supposed to come out? I want to say February. Okay. February, March. It's yeah. not. Valiant's starting to pump it up in the. Uh, I, I get not so much the movie part, but they're doing like lots of comic book tie-in right. stuff coming that they've they've been sending to my email, which has been nice. Thank you, Valiant. Um, but uh, yeah, the, just yeah, you know, I, I kind of wish there was a little bit more mystery left in films. Like the, the, really, how Ed's been talking about Joker has done more for that movie for me yeah. than anything else I've seen for yeah. it. See, the big problem nowadays is what goes back to, like you said, everything's so connected, and then now there's so much money involved in all these things. Yeah, you that don't want to risk that. They have to promote the hell out of it because they figure if they don't, it's not going to break through the noise, and you're not going to know that Adam's family was in theaters and out of theaters, and then you yeah. never went and saw it. Yeah, Adam's family, like Ed said, that is, it wasn't what. People well, no. wanted out of the Adams. Well, exactly. And I, uh, well, Kayla went and saw it. Kayla from the comic shop. Yeah. She told me about it. She took her daughter. Her daughter enjoyed it. But she said she sat there and it was like, it wasn't like, it, well, like something like Frozen. You know, there's stuff in it that adults can appreciate or like the Toy Story movies. You know, there's humor that we get that mm. the, you know, kind of goes over the kid's head, but they just, ha 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 ha. And apparently in this Adams family was not. It was aimed at children with just children jokes mm. and that was I, it. I love the Adams family. Yeah, I I love the which I, uh, public service announcement. You can watch it most of it on YouTube legally. Yeah, Universal uh, in leading up to the movie coming out put a lot of the TV show on YouTube. Well, I have I have the complete collection on DVD. So How many I, seasons did it actually three. run? Three. Yeah, so I have all three seasons on DVD. But they did like forty episode seasons. Back uh, then. Yeah, I've and I've got uh, you know I've. I've got both the Raul Julia movies, so I love the Which, Adams Family. The the Raul Julia movies are that's the newer ones, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, the ones yeah. that well, we yeah. were would been there was the third were the MC Hammer songs. Yeah. Well, there was the third one that had Tim Curry as oh, Gomez. I always forget that about was that. Direct to video was yeah, it? yeah. where uh, Daryl Hannah played Morticia. So wow. I love I love the Adams Family, but after watching every single episode, watching the movies. What can you tell for a story for the Adams family? I don't know if you have to do something new. Just do it well, really. See, like most of the stories would be just something odd, or Gomez like has made a bad deal, and Marticia thinks that Gomez is going to lose all their money, so they try to keep so Gomez from spending. The money. most recent Adams family thing that I've seen was the musical. There's Adam's Family, the musical. It was on Broadway a few years ago, and I saw a community theater production of it not long ago. And the plot of that is uh, they've aged up the kids a little bit. Wednesday has met a normal boy, and they're going to get married. And they bring they bring his normal parents to See, meet the Adamses. That would that would be a half decent plot to do. But I already, I have already switched into Hollywood movie maker mode of like or producer mode of like. Well, kids won't know who the Adams family are, let alone grown-up Adams family. And I don't think a plot like that you would need to. No. Well, and the other thing with the Adams family movie, when they the, the animated one, so they've gone with a classic look of Gomez. That's what Gomez looked like back in the '30s and the '40s. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very it's, much like the cartoon. It's the, strip. the Adams yeah. cartoon, yeah, and, or the the '90s animated the series. series. But you know, if you if you raised your kids watching. John Aston or Raul Julia, that's not what that's not what you think of when you think of Gomez. Mm. You think of someone 
you know, more tall and suave and sophisticated mm-hmm. versus, you know, a little well, we, we troll-looking guy. Uh, there was pictures of, uh, what's his name, uh, Finn, or not Finn, um... Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, as like dressed up like for a photo shoot for Vanity Fair or something, like Gomez. I'm like, give me that. Yeah, like that. That would be or, awesome. Or like this stuff with Remy Malik and uh, Christina Ricci that yeah. was posted around. Like that would have been great huh. too. But yeah, Christina Ricci dressed up in uh, as Morticia. As Morticia. Yes, please. Yeah. So, uh, talking about marketing for kids' movies, one of the trailers before Frozen was for Scoob, the new Scooby-Doo animated movie. Oh, is it a movie? Uh I've heard about it, but I didn't know it was a film. It's a big-budget animated Scooby-Doo movie. It's sort of an origin story about Shaggy and Scooby-Meat. It looked really good. So, And they didn't give a lot away in the trailer, but we know what I learned from the trailer is that it's the origin story of the team. How these two misfits, Scooby and Shaggy, met, and why why the other three uh, are going to hang out with them? Mm. Because really, when you think about it, Fred and Shaggy shouldn't be friends, <laughs> but they are, and so that's part of the plot. They've sort of youthened the characters a bit, They're yeah, like middle schoolers instead of high school kids. But uh, uh, it looks cute, and I'll probably go see the Scooby Doo movie next summer when it comes out. <coughs> Brent's slowly dying on us. Yeah. He's um, caught his wife's cough. There's been a couple movies like that that have floated under the radar. Like, did you guys see the Peanuts movie, the CGI one? That I heard that was fantastic. It, no. I wouldn't say it was amazing, but it was much, much better than I thought it was going to be. But I, there's, there's one, you can't find it on home video. It mm. just sort of, <laughs> gone. It's not out there anywhere? I haven't. Really? I, think, I, I watched, it. That was like three years ago. Yeah. I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that like Apple has bought the rights and all that because it's they've got a, yeah. a peanuts exclusive uh, a peanuts cartoon on that Apple TV service. Maybe, but there like there, there's been a lot of weirdly there's been a lot of peanut stuff coming out in the last little while that's been completely under the radar. Like I want to say NECA did a whole run of action figures this year mm-hmm. that looked like they were pulled out of the comic strip. It's and there was a bunch of other things that have been going on and like it's it's weird how like we're now getting really to that point and this may sound contrary to what I said on the the Asteroid Factory podcast in some ways but hear me out is like the big tentpole movies which I love don't get me wrong are real we're now getting really fast and furious with the fact that like. We see like one movie out of the five that come out that weekend, and then we never hear from those five again. Like they like good, bad, or whatever. They mm-hmm. just kind of disappear now, which wasn't always how it was. No, like it, it, you would go to see Batman '89, and it would hang around in theaters for months. So you would see it once or twice, and then you would go see something else that came out yeah. the same week. Well, you came you, out and that you, you know, didn't go see. That. You'd be lucky if your small town theater had two screens mm. and had four different movies playing, like you know something playing at the two different movies at the early showings, and then two different movies late showings. Sometimes you get your big tentpole movie that would be on, you know, at six thirty and nine thirty. But, uh, you know, I remember quite often going to, you know, driving by the movie theater and you see on the billboard, it has like something that's, you know, where 
PG related, you know, the early showing with like your rated R movie at nine o'clock or something like that. Well, you just said about, for example, 1989 and movies coming out. I've been thinking about this a lot lately because just trying to go and collect old movies. So if you look at 1989, so the movies that came out that year, you got The Abyss. And now these are these are movies of note that you would remember or yeah. probably saw. So you got The Abyss. You got All Dogs Go to Heaven. You got Always. You got Back to the Future 2. You got Batman. Uh, best of the Best. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Black Rain. Black Rain is so good. Blaze with Paul Newman. Uh, oh, yeah. Born on the 4th of July. The Burbs. Casualties of War. The, the forgotten, really good Tom Cruise film. Uh, let's see. What else? He's we a don't Vietnam know that vet in it who's disabled. It, like, he comes back from the war and is disabled and is fighting Isn't for... Isn't that born on the 4th of July? Oh, oh no. That's what Tom, I'm thinking. Tom, What's casualties? casualties of War was oh, Michael J. Sean Fox. Oh, that's Sean Penn and Michael J. Fox. Yeah. So you've also got Cyborg, Crimes and Misdemeanors. Yeah, I want to throw Cyborg in you, there. You've listed a lot of movies but I've never I'm, seen. I'm talking notable movies. Yeah. Uh, Dead Calm. Deadcom was good. Uh, let's see, disorganized crime with Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, I remember yeah, when that came a, out. That yeah. was a, it's almost a Dortmunder movie. The Dream Team with Michael Keaton. I remember the movie. I don't remember anything about it. Eddie and the Cruisers Two. Uh, the Fabulous Baker Boys. Uh, family Business with uh, Sean Connery and Dustin Hoffman. Because that was that same year. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Farewell to the King by with Nick Nolte. <sighs> Fat Man and Little Boy with Paul Newman. That's a great movie. Field of Dreams. Fletch Lives. Uh, Friday the 13th, Part 8. Mm. <laughs> Jason Takes Manhattan. Ghostbusters 2. Glory. Glory's a really good movie, too. Uh, let's see. We've got Great Balls of Fire with Dennis Quaid. Harlem Knights. Heathers. Henry V. Her Alibi. Honey, Her- I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, her Alibi with... Uh, uh, there's a whole bunch of our young listeners that are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Oh, there's about? a whole lot of movies here that I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Tom Selleck as a mystery writer, and he becomes involved with, what was her name? Paula Porvorovic. Uh, she was married to the, the guy from The Cars. Paulina uh, Poroskova. Skova. And it, there's the suspicion that she might be like one of those Black Widow okay. murderesses. Yep. And he finds out afterwards. It's like a comedy film, but I remember really loving it yeah. as a as a youngster. Uh, also, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, Innocent Man with Tom Selleck. That one also. Oh, came he out had a good 89. year that year. Uh, the January Man with Kevin Klein. Uh, Karate Kid Part Three. K Nine. Kickboxer. Let's see here. Lean on, uh, lean on me with Morgan Freeman. That was good. Lethal Weapon 2. Jeez, that was a good year. You could almost do a podcast on the movies of License 89. to Kill, Little Mermaid, Little Monsters. Uh, let's see here. Lock Up with Stallone. Look Who's Talking. Lover Boy with Patrick Dempsey. Major yeah. League. Uh, let's see here. The Mighty Quinn with Denzel Washington. Millennium with Chris Christopherson. Uh, My Left Foot, which won an Oscar with for Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. New York Story with um, Coppola and, and uh, Scorsese directed that one with Woody Allen. Uh, Next Akin with Patrick Swayze. 
and No Holds Barred came out that year. Yeah. Nowhere to, uh, let's see here. Um, the Package with Gene Hackman. Parenthood with Steve Martin. Pet Cemetery came out that year. Pink Cadillac. These Keanu Reeves had two movies out that year that were both pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the Punisher with Dolph Lundgren came out that year. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, the, <laughs> so what was the point of bringing this list up again? Because there, there's really... a year that was completely loaded with with noteworthy movies that you know our younger listeners wouldn't have, but someone of our age probably have seen most of those movies. A good chunk of them, yeah. So, but not in theaters. Not all in theaters, but. Um, Within within maybe a year or two years, within 1990, you've probably seen most of those movies. Not me. Yeah, like you would have had more of a chance to is is part of it, right? Like they hung around a lot longer. Like yeah. is you know I did like, see Ghostbusters like that, too. Like I wouldn't mind seeing that Adams Family movie, but it's gone. Like it, it's yeah. and I probably would. I I want to see the new Terminator movie too, and I haven't had a chance, and it's only been out like. Not even a month, and uh, I probably won't get a, a chance to before it's gone. Well, and it's probably disappeared from theaters too. Yeah, that's yeah. what. Well, that's what I mean. And there's like, nothing wrong with the Terminator movie. Like, I, and when I saw Dark Fate, I loved it. I the, the problem, like, it did half decently here. The problem was they were banking on China to to be the the, big the box office booster for it, and it just what. Like a fart in church. It just, for whatever reason, I, maybe Genesis soured them on the Terminator idea. I don't know. Because the only reason we nearly got a Genesis sequel, and the reason why they banked so much on China, is Genesis was the opposite. Did very terribly domestically. China did huge amount of money. So that's how they were able to convince people, okay, let's do another terminator film because china will just eat the crap out of it and apparently they didn't this time for whatever reason there's uh, the things i really liked about dark fade i liked the fact that okay it's a direct sequel to judgment day Mm. um the first the opening scene in the movie is how can I say it without spoiling it for you awesome. guys? Awesome. No, I, I already know what it is. But yeah, don't, so don't. the opening scene in the movie um, basically explains why you can have this movie. Yeah. Why why there is a new a new person in the sights of of the future and that they have to send a Terminator to take care of that person. Um, I, you know, the, the, the whole timey-wimey... Um, you know, back back to the future is a bunch of bullshit. Uh, you know, kind of like out of Endgame. I still look at Terminator Three happened, Terminator Genesis happens, Salvation happens because you can have mul- You can't send that many things back in time without having multiple timelines. <laughs> yeah. So um, the things I really took away that I loved uh, it was great seeing Linda Hamilton back on on the screen again as Sarah Connor. Yeah. She kicked ass. Um, Grace, the, the new, you know, the person who is there to help the, the savior of the future. Um, she's just badass and awesome. The Diego Luna, Gabriel Luna as the, as the Terminator. The thing I like about that, it's a mixture. It's a mixture of a, of a liquid metal Terminator Mm. with a, 
endoskeleton. So it's actually two terminators in one. So it's a liquid metal shell with a with a T with a terminator style. <coughs> I'm curious what happens to uh, oh, cool. Tim Miller out of this, so because he's a very good director. Um, it it sounds like he he his next movie might be Neuromancer, which intrigues the hell out of me because I love that book. But it's you know he he. he his next one's got to do something interesting, like it, either box office or critical acclaim, because Deadpool did really well box office. Critics seem to like it, despite what it being a superhero movie, which critics tend to dislike. And this one was kind of a mixed bag and didn't make its money back, and they put a lot of money into this movie. So, well, I hope he do, it does well, though. It's, if it, it's kind of interesting that September and November of this year, we probably will have the last time that Schwarzenegger ever plays Terminator. Later. And we get the last time that Stallone will ever play Rambo. Uh, don't say that yet. James Dean's going to be in a Vietnam movie, apparently, so anything <laughs> yeah, possible. James, well. James Dean is going to be in a Vietnam oh, movie. Oh, you didn't hear about that? There was a small production company that came out and said they were going to be making this Vietnam movie and that they were going to have holographic or like, you know, CGI James Dean as the main as the main actor, actor in their movie. Now, if you start digging into this movie and these, this company, there's not a lot. It's kind of almost looks like, it, like there's nothing to it other than this idea that this thing they put out there pretty much to try to, drive, to drum up money so they can make a movie. Whether this whole having a CGI James Dean in yeah. it ever happens or what it really was going to happen. Whether that knows, even gets made. Most likely it was just a big publicity stunt. But, you know, it, does, it wouldn't surprise me if that's not that in particular. But, you know, somebody's working on doing that better than Well, we've had, been. what, how many holograms of Tupac showing up at places now? Yeah, and, and Ronnie James Dio has been touring the United States this year, and so has uh, Roy Orbison and Buddy Holly. And we got uh, Grand Moff Tarkin came back from the dead for uh, Rogue One. Yeah. But, uh, well, thank you for listening to another episode of Old Man on Their Couches. Yep. <laughs> um, before we close out this episode, uh, we will end it like we do every episode with Geek Picks. Who wants to go first? Everyone looked at me, so go ahead, Kevin. Okay, well, I had Ryan pick me up a little something at the comic book store this week. There is a new three-issue miniseries called Star Trek Picard Countdown. Mm-hmm. It is a lead-in to the new TV series. It's set in the year 2386, which is about 16 years after the end of Next Generation. Okay. And prior to the events prior- le- that led us to the JJ movie verse. Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, before the Romulus yeah. has not been destroyed yet. Uh but they're preparing for it. Like, they know something's going to happen. So we're sort of... Uh, we get to see a couple of uh, old favorite characters. Jordy's in the issue at the beginning. But we're introduced to uh, one of the characters who's going to be a major character on the show. Um, oh, my... I can't remember her name at the moment. But in the comics, she's her, his first officer on a new ship called the USS... Um, the... Verity, the USS Verity. Uh, he is an admiral trying to um, trying to help Romulans 
escape before their son goes supernova. And uh, it doesn't go all that well. So Yeah, because the Romulans are being stubborn. Yeah, Romulans be Romulans. Yep. So, yeah, I recommend the... Uh, it's written by Kristen Beyer, who is one of the writers in the writer's room for Star Trek Picard. Oh, okay. And she's also a fairly well-known Star Trek novelist, uh, especially well-known for her Star Trek Voyager novels. Uh, so it's coming from... And the art is beautiful in it. Yeah, the art... The art they look, The characters looked like you would expect them to look like. And they got the voice of the characters down pretty yep. good, too. So... Star Trek Picard Countdown, three issues from IDW. IDW. Yeah, I read it before I gave it to Kevin at work today. Of course he did. Okay, next, Ed want to go or Ryan want to go? Go ahead. Uh, well, I don't have exactly a geek pick, but I got a couple things that I've been I've been either reading or watching That's or doing. Fine. So, That's fine. You're, you're um, a geek and those are your picks. So, so uh, one of the new podcasts, because on my road trip there, when you're – out in the middle of Montana, and there's no, there's no. Uh, you get tired of jumping between radio stations. No, there ain't no radio station. <laughs> exactly. You're up in the middle of nowhere. There's no cell service. There's no radio stations. There's no. God, there's no gas stations. Um, so I discovered uh, Mike Rowe, who was on Dirty, oh, Jobs. Dirty Jobs. Okay, he's got his. He's got a podcast. Oh, cool. And it's called The Way. That, that shouldn't surprise me. No. Who doesn't have a podcast? Yeah, so, at this point, but, but his is called The Way I Heard It. And he's kind of harkens back to, you know, like uh, Paul. Oh, what the hell's his name? Uh, used to be on uh, National Public Radio. Oh, the uh, This American Life. Yeah, guy? Uh, yeah. Ira Glass. No, um, you know guys like Gene Shepard and and oh, um, oh, you're thinking of um, oh, what's Paul, his name? Paul Henry. Like, Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Oh, okay. Anyways. So the way he puts his podcast is it's the, for the curious mind with a short attention span. The podcast is only seven, eight minutes long. Oh, wow. okay. And he's taking, he, he basically just writes and tells a story. And the story always ends up being about someone you know. But he takes obscure facts about that person mm. and hides it within, within a story. <clears throat> so like one of the stories he was talking about was this actor who was on a was on a western and he's in a movie that or he's being filming this western nobody knows who he is but he's done over a hundred movies to his credit and he's trying to get to Hollywood and as he's trying to get to Hollywood for another audition and his car breaks down he ends up hitchhiking and as he's hitchhiking he's talking to the guy and the guy's like oh you're an actor what have you been in and he says, well, I was in this with Errol Flynn, and I was in this, and I was in this, and I was in this. And then, I've never heard of you. Anyways, he gets to Hollywood for an audition, and he's trying to audition for the role of Jonas Grumby. And as soon as you say Jonas Grumby, you're like, I've heard that name before. I know who that is. And, and then the reveal comes, because they're just saying that the character's name is Al, like the actor's name is Al. But then by the time he gets the role of Jonas Grumby, and he ends up being... The 12-hour travel from Utah to California ends up leading to a three-hour tour. The three-hour tour ends up being 50 years on television as one of the most beloved characters as the skipper. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that that's how it is. You you lead up the story, and then when you're done, he tells you what the, who the story's about. And then so, you go back, and you think of all the little hints 
leading up to it. So the the skipper's name was Jonas Grumby. Yeah, I did not know that. Yep. So I knew he was in. He's in a Clint Eastwood movie, Hang 'Em High, because I, uh, I always remember that. Because TBS when they did like their Christmas like Clint Eastwood a thon would have like fun witty commercials to go along with it, and there were the one for Hang 'Em High was like a song. And it's like, I can't remember the line exactly, but it's like, you won't believe that Clint gets hung by the skipper. And then it goes to a direct shot of him from the movie. But. Well, it's, uh, so I, okay. I highly recommend it. There's like 140 something episodes and I've listened to, I've listened to about 40 or 50 of them. Yeah, well, seven minutes, eight minutes a yeah. piece. You can burn yeah. through so them pretty quick. And yeah, Mike Rowe is just, he's Got that great voice. Oh, yeah. He's got a great personality. I love Dirty Jobs. Yeah. Uh, so, no, that's one of my picks. And, you know, since this is going to come out leading up to Christmas, so I just want to give a shout-out to some of my favorite Christmas movies. And I'm going to say this right now. I don't care who gets pissed off. I do not care. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's a movie that happens at Christmas time. There's a difference. But my favorite shout-outs to Christmas movies... Um, I've already said one of my favorites is Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's one of my favorites. Christmas Story. Uh, that's another one of my absolute favorites. Which is playing in theaters shortly. Yes, Thank you for which the notice. We're, I'm planning on doing the flashback series for it. Slide a side note: Did you buy the BB gun? Because you you posted up a, a picture. They're selling them at Walmart, right? The yeah, uh, well, the Red Rider, but that was Walmart in, in the states. In the states, I can't really bring them. Well, home oh the yeah, he wasn't it. driving. He was, and I already have a I already have a Red Rider BB gun that was my dad's. Um, uh, my other favorite Christmas ones is um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which I covered on the uh, 1989 in a glance. Which I really didn't like it a lot the first time it came out. Now it's absolutely one of my favorites. Yeah, it's built on me it, over the years too. And the other one, um, Scrooged. Scrooged. I love Scrooged. Really yeah, that's one of the ones I try to watch at Christmas time. So those are those are my absolute four. I which, want your take on this one. Is it a Christmas movie? It is one of these movies that's playing at the Cineplex this weekend as a holiday film. Gremlins. Is it a Christmas movie? No, I never felt Gremlins was a Christmas movie, even though Gizmo, even though Gizmo is, a, is, a, is Christmas a Christmas present. But but it's all, I would say the same. If if you're not going to say, if you're going to make the argument that Die Hard is not a Christmas, mo- Maybe Christmas movie, we should get into this. That it only no, that it only we'll takes place at Christmas. I would say the exact same the thing episode. for Gremlins. Is it a Christmas it's a, movie? It's not a Christmas movie. It just no. takes place at Christmas. No, I don't feel Gremlins is a Christmas movie. What pisses me off, everyone's like, oh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. How about Lethal Weapon Two? Lethal Weapons. Yep. Both of them are Christmas movies. I Shane movies. Black's catalog is Christmas movies. Iron Man Iron Three. Man 3. <laughs> Yeah. Was it the recent Predator movie? No, it takes place at Halloween. No, I considered, if you want to look at Shane Black, I still believe... He's got something with the Christmas. Predator, the Predator, or Predator with Schwarzenegger, probably was at December. But it, Yeah, but he, he was only a script summer. doctor on that. He yeah. didn't actually write the, the no, main I just, script. I, it's just, with Die Hard, it's one of my, it's one of the bugs up my ass over that is it's not a Christmas movie. It's a movie takes place at Christmas time. I like it. I like it's it still as a Christmas, Christmas time movie, appropriate. So it breaks it up. Yeah. Because like it, a majority of Christmas movies are terrible. Like it, 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 like any holiday film for, for the most part. Most of them are awful. So it's nice to get like 
or they're very similar. It's nice to get a couple that break the break. The I don't up. have to watch Die Hard at Christmas time. I, <coughs> no, I'll watch Die Hard I, in the middle. Oh, I'll watch Die Hard I anytime. have to watch it at Christmas. I'll, I'll watch, watch the Santa Claus whenever, in the middle but, of the summer. Yeah. 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 Um, the, uh, the other the other things I really like are um, that I have to watch at this time of year is the old Rankin Bass stuff. I have. Yep. I, I was able to pick up those collections on. Like I love it. We've got Walmart, one or two. Of Walmart them. puts them out. You yeah. can get like uh, Rudolph, and you and you can get the Year Without Santa Claus, and and I was able to even find a copy of Jack Frost, the Rankin Bass version. Of yeah. That. So that harkens back to you know little kid me um, watching watching those, and and that's my kids have grown up watching them. So so that's just a shout out of my of my Christmas list. So. And if you want to fight with me about Die Hard being a Christmas movie, which it's not, it's a movie at Christmas time, you can find me on social media at Snowhawk Cosplay on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Snapchat. TikTok? I don't know what TikTok is. No, it's because you're an old man. That's why. You don't. You shouldn't know what TikTok I, is. I've, I've heard that there's a, Oro, there's a video at Oro Fair on TikTok that has over 19 million views. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Which I'm I'm involved with Oral World's Fair. So yeah. So if you're on TikTok and you find the video of the of the ostrich at Oral World's Fair, uh, give me a shout out. Let me know. So my my picks are decidedly not Christmas. Wait, have we done yours yet? No. Let's okay. Okay. No, let's, first. Do, let's do yours and then I'll well, sign It's not my pick, but just because we're on the Christmas kick. So they filmed a, a Christmas movie in Aurelia. Yes. It's called uh, the, oh shit, the, night it? the Night Before, before Christmas, Christmas, but it's Night. night. With a K. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's a, a, Netflix, it's a Netflix movie, right? Yeah. 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 It's already been popping up in my feed. Yeah. It, uh, it came out uh, maybe a week or two ago. It's, it was filmed in Aurelia and Bracebridge. And Toronto and Bracebridge Ireland. than Aurelia. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the t- the name of the town in Was the movie Bracebridge? is Bracebridge, uh, and they filmed a lot of it at Santa's Village. Who stars so. in this one? Uh, Vanessa Hutchins? Hutch- Hutchins. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched it. Former yeah. Disney kid. Yep. Uh, so my geek pick, season three of The Dragon Prince, which is on You've Netflix. You've been really on this I've, cartoon. Oh, uh, it's great. If you enjoyed The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Or the or Korra, the last you know the, the Airbender or the, the last of the Avatars, any of those, uh, then you'll you'll enjoy this. It's, it's got some of the same voice actors. It's the same showrunners, I think, or at least mm. some of the same creators on it. Uh, the the art style is great. It's clean. It's nice, colorful. Uh, it's got magic and dragons and elves and all kinds of cool stuff like that in it. The seasons are like maybe 10, 12 episodes long. They're not very long, uh, but this third one, if they ended it now, it'd be fine. Yeah. I think, I'm hoping we're going to get more, but they, they may have done that because Netflix has the habit of three seasons. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so the way it's been broken up and the way that the story, it's like, really, it's, it's, this has ended things nicely, but it's left it open for more. So if you oh, if you haven't good. watched it yet because you're waiting, sit down and watch it. Okay, so Thumb my down. my geek picks. Um, one was something I didn't know was coming in for me. Um, I went to my comic shop. I had ordered this, so I just completely forgot about it. 
is the hardcover collection to Doc Frankenstein, the comic by Steve Sokra, mm. who uh, is probably better known for his work with the Wachowskis at this point than his comic work. But he did some really good, uh, he did a really good run of uh, Wolverine with Warren Ellis as a writer. He j- Most recently he did, uh, what's it called, uh, We Stand on Guard, the one Brian K. Vaughn wrote. Yep. That, yeah, he drew that. But this was a comic that he did right after the Matrix films had wrapped up for the Wachowski's comic company, Burly Man. And I guess with the new Matrix movie coming out and they've got a little bit of a cash flow again, they decided to finally collect the series and put it out in this gorgeous hardcover. Like, it's just absolutely beautiful. And it's about, like... Uh, the Frankenstein monster decides to take up his creator's name and, in fact, gets doctorate. So he's an actual doctor, and he goes through time, and, like, like he lives through history and is part of certain things. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's a, it's fun. The art score, just the book, it, like, it's just a very nice hardcover. Like, the book is just a well put together. So, yeah, and, and it finished off the series because when I think only six issues came out and it, the initial story arc was planned to be eight and the other two never happened. And so they've they've finished those two issues and they are a part of the book. Nice. Yeah, and it's a little oversized, but it fits in well with my Shaolin Cowboy books, which was the other title that came out from Burly Man originally. And last, uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds have a new album out called Ghost Teen. And it is beautiful it is like it's just like i have no other words to describe it it's the first album he's done since his son unfortunately died uh i think he fell off a cliff or something like like not a happy ending and um he changed sort of his style of doing lyrics but like you can tell that this album is kind of about mourning and getting past the the loss of a loved one but it doesn't directly deal with his his child dying you know what i mean like you you can tell that's kind of what the whole theme of the album is about is loss and mourning but it it doesn't go in straight just talking about his son and it's just it's a gorgeous album just it sounds really really good so if you're into that kind of thing Next episode, we're going to be doing something Christmassy. We, Are we? Yeah, we don't know what yet, but the, the I like the the debate of is it a Christmas movie in some ways, but that that might get too heated. So it might just be sort of our our picks for Christmas movies, and maybe maybe we'll take a couple off the table. I think like we should watch suspects. the Star Wars Holiday Special again. I do have it on DVD <laughs> with all the original commercials. Excellent. <laughs> um, but uh, tis the season, so uh-huh. and I don't want to make any promises, but I'm trying to line up some cool stuff for our uh, our New Year's episode where we go through our favorite films and books and TV shows. And Excellent. Stuff like that. Might not happen, but I, I, I've got a couple ideas that I'm fired out emails for. So perfect. Um, in the meantime, you can find us on uh, as True North Nerds on. Twitter, All your social media things Twitter, except for TikTok. Facebook. Yeah, we don't have Twitter, TikTok. Facebook, and Instagram. Instagram uh, at uh, truenorthnerds.com, our website, which... Uh, on SoundCloud, um, on iTunes. iTunes, Spotify. We are on We're Spotify. On Spotify. So, um, if you're listening Spotify, we will gladly sign an exclusive contract with you. <laughs> Just saying. Send us money. 
<laughs> we need some monies. Um, and uh, thanks for coming on, Snowhawk Cosplay. Where can people Yay. find you? Uh, well, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I've even got Pinterest. I got Snapchat. As we said before, no TikTok. No TikTok. But uh, I'm most active on uh, on Instagram, Facebook, so you can stop by, uh, see me there. Also, coming up for 2020, I've already signed uh, an agreement to be a featured cosplayer at Fantasticon in oh, Barrie. Oh, yeah. I, I keep meaning to send them an email. I haven't yet. And also, uh, Cottage Country Comic Con in May. Is that the Aurelia one or the yes. other one no. they were doing? The Aurelia. When's the... Oh, and, well, I also... When's another... the Strangler? <laughs> yes. No. Uh, I'm also involved <laughs> in another event, uh, which is actually tomorrow night. So oh, is that, that tomorrow night? Oh, yeah, tomorrow I wasn't night. sure if it was so, next Friday or... So never mind. So it will be uh, two weeks. So two weeks from now, you can look back on... So hop in your TARDIS. Yeah. No, not two weeks. This comes out on Sunday, on this coming Monday. We're this late recording. Monday. Oh, okay. So... Um, yeah, so this past weekend we'll uh, be involved with a event called Pearl Gloves Boxing down in uh, oh, Niagara shit, on the Lake. Oh, shit, yeah. We, uh, so, we did briefly mention it on another episode. So uh, one of the boxers, uh, she's going by the nickname The Black Widow, and she wanted an Avengers entourage to escort her to the ring. So I'll be there as Thor. Where is it? It's at Niagara on the Lake at uh, the White Oaks Conference Center. So right... Uh, this, uh, this almost guarantees that you'll have the best entrance out of everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we've got Captain Marvel, uh, we've got uh, Captain America, I'm going to be there as Thor, there's supposed to be a Hawkeye there, and if he can get into the suit, we're going to have an Iron Man. Nice. And it's a really, really, really good Iron Man suit. So, so I, hope, I hope she comes out to the like, the Avengers music from the movies, or is that, or one of the cartoon theme songs? Well, That'd be hilarious. I think... I'm not sure what Pamela is coming out to, but uh, it's supposed to be Avengers theme, so I imagine it's probably the Alan Silvestri Avengers theme. Feel feel sorry for the person she's up against. <laughs> like, I'm sure that I'm sure if word got out, she's got something to get planned, but that's pretty hard to go against. Uh, apparently, according to the news today on the group chat, uh, Pamela is coming out last, so. We're like the second fight on the card or third fight on the card. Yeah. But she will be the second person. So the last person coming to the ring for that match. Mm. So even the organizers are knowing it's going to be huge with the Avengers coming. So I'm pretty excited for it. And huge shout out well, to uh, Paul, uh, formerly of Pulp Comics, because uh, he's the one who put um, he's the one who suggested me to be the Thor in the event. So awesome. Pretty happy with that. So. Cool. Well, well, if there's a video footage of you, we'll link it on one of our various media feeds. But until then, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. See ya. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds. On Facebook, under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. 
Please go to KirbyCrackleMusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.